1: One of the focuses on this show the last couple of years has been that of climate change. And when you speak on that topic, you also need to discuss the options we have for clean power and sustainability. Yet in this political campaign, you seemingly have one candidate who's pushing for more of those initiatives and one who is trying to pull farther away. To take a look at this as an impact on the presidential campaign, we are joined on the phone by Wharton grad Gary Service, who's a venture partner for Insight Partners. He's also a senior fellow at the Initiative for Global Environmental Leadership here at the Wharton School. And joining us here in the studio, Wharton Professor Eric Ortz, who's faculty director of IGEL, and his most recent research includes a forthcoming, uh, a, a forthcoming book with Oxford University Press, co-edited with Craig Smith, titled The Moral Responsibility of Firms. Eric, great to see you again. Good to see you, too, Dan. Thanks. Thank Gary, great to have you on the phone.
2: Great, uh, great speaking with you, too, Dan. Yeah,
1: technically not seeing, but... <laughs> not we'll, seeing. Exactly. Uh, as this election cycle has played out, Gary, uh, the, the topics that we're going to discuss here over the next 30 minutes haven't exactly been at the forefront of the conversation, at least from what I have seen. Uh, one, am I correct on that judgment? And two, is if that is correct, is it a little disappointing to you?
2: Well, of course, it's disappointing, but you also have to recognize the news cycle we've been in. We've been in uh, Republican land news cycle, which just went through a week of convention where there was literally not a discussion at any point about it, except to say in areas of energy where they are looking to pull back from the progress that we've made over the last few years. And I think it's going to be different this week. I think um, what we're going to see from the Democratic uh, convention is uh, environment won't be the number one issue because I believe we have some pretty uh, incredible issues that are facing our country in general, but certainly climate change is viewed by the Democratic Party very differently, and I think you're going to see that. And, you know, you should also look, by the way, and I think it's worth noting, it's not just a, a Hillary versus Trump uh, difference. Um, you should look at also the records of the vice presidents that have been put into sure. this. Yeah. There is a huge difference in terms of what these two governors have done and how they view this. So uh, I, I'm not surprised,
0: Eric. Well, yeah, I think Gary's right that you have uh, you're going to have two different views from Republican land and then Democrat land, which we're now in here in Philadelphia. And there's not a lot of disagreement internally to the parties. I actually think once you are getting, once we get beyond the convention, that the climate change and energy issues are set up this year to be a defining question. Uh, and I think it's going to be in one way or another uh, a critical a, a, a critical issue. and I'll just say one thing about that basically the the Democrats and Hillary Clinton are going to move forward with what Obama has done particularly yeah. in the last uh, several years. A, a lot of activists in the environmental area were upset with Obama for making health care priority first, et cetera. but he's certainly closed out his eight years with significant, Um, significant policy issues. There's uh, basically the um, uh, coal regulations, which have been essentially shutting down most of the uh, coal businesses in the United States, uh, at least increasing costs. You've had an agreement uh, in Paris on the climate accord that Obama played a a significant lead in. So uh, the Clinton campaign is definitely going to be and is already on record with uh, not only continuing with that policy but expanding it and so there are a lot there's detailed plans about how this is going to move forward toward what's called a a, a, a a sustainable a sustainable energy economy. On the other hand, you have uh, the Trump campaign has very clearly come out and said, uh, repeated, and I believe this was a general uh, consensus on the Republican side these days that climate change is a hoax. It's it's yeah. basically wrong. So it's uh, there's no nothing backing it up, and the policy is to. Um, I think he said cancel the Paris Agreement. So that's one one major issue. But to uh, bring back coal, get the regulations out of, uh, off of fossil fuel. So it is a really radically different vision of the future. And it's very important. And just to put one, one other point on it, it's not just if you care about this issue or not that's going to make this important and a defining issue in the election. It's that this does has economic effects. So there sure. are uh, significant economic effects uh, just to be uh, objective about it. When you are making a transition of this kind, it's not, it's not just che- – it's not cheap. It's uh, there are trade-offs and so the arguments that Trump and the Trump campaign are gonna be making are going to be appealing not just to West Virginia coal miners yeah. and I think he's pretty much locked up yeah. but um, but but more generally to uh, to those who see an America first strategy of be of, of, of really taking all of the all of the constraints off of uh, the energy industry.
1: And Gary, that's another part to this that uh, that uh, I would imagine is frustrating to you at some level and Eric as well is the fact that you're talking about an issue which obviously has been talked about quite a bit and, and you have the Paris Agreement, yet this has become political and it's become business as well and the influence of these businesses is... is is pulling at one of the candidates to try and get them to to change their path. It's not a surprise, but it has to be disappointing for you.
2: Well, of course it is. And I know Eric and I are very in sync on this issue, but sometimes you listen to the ideas, and I'll I'll pick coal as an example, uh, uh, that are being put out there. Trump is going out and saying, we're going to open up the coal mines. For who? Right. Are, is, are we planning to have the federal government come in and subsidize our coal mines? Because unless I'm missing some major overarching trend, it is not because there's going to be a huge surge in coal demand. It, that, that isn't going to happen. So you, what you're going to end up doing, which is totally counterintuitive here, is let us say we open up the coal mines will be pumping more coal into an already depressed market which will further depress the prices and just add to this downward cycle and then let's look at the reality of why coal was even being viewed as an opportunity it was it was circ- it, it it's it was central around the belief that the chinese economy was going to soak it all up well well guess what China yeah. uh, china's moving rapidly to a economy that is powered by alternative fuels it is peaked in its coal demand it has major environmental issues from coal and its people are up in arms and you know believe what you want about the chinese they don't want their folks to be suffocated by coal smog so as, as you sort of look at the issues, you, you, you start to see that you're in fairyland, that these aren't even realistic proposals to move forward. They're pushing us so far backward. And I would make one other point here, which is whoever is president is going to inherit a deeply divided Congress. And no, a, and, and no matter how you approach it, no matter what you look at, why Obama took the action and was so activist in this, was he could not wait for Congress to come and take action. He had to utilize any of the powers he had, and some would argue overreached in that some level. But he had to push the envelope a little bit to make any progress. So, it, 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 to Eric's point, this is a defining issue. You know, there are many issues that are. are you're uncertain of. You're uncertain of what how immigration may work out. You may be uncertain about how we might fight terrorism, whoever's there. This is absolutely certain in how the Republicans versus the Democrats are going to deal with this issue. And if you care at all or believe that this is one of the major threats facing our country, you recognize that there's no choice but to vote Democratic here.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll... Um, uh I think uh I think I agree with a lot of what Gary said right there. Uh one thing that I'd like to uh maybe highlight is that If you talk to academics in this field and and scientists who are working in this field, there really is a general, very widespread consensus about the risks that are going on here. We have increasing information and verification that the actual climate change effects are now occurring at various levels, biological, sea level rise, temperature, et cetera. So this is pretty well confirmed, but one of my my concerns in this election is that – Donald Trump has been very effective, actually, at denying uh, major truths. So, um, so I think that the, uh, qu- the question here is, the go- is, first of all, is there going to be uh, – and I believe that this will be engaged in the, in the general public. But uh, will there be – will this be an educational moment for the, for, the, for the general public where the facts are really seen and that this is a turning point where people actually start to believe as a, as a mass – yeah, you know, in a in a very large majority fashion yeah. that climate change is serious and that you need to do something about it. Or will the other side, you know, it's convenient not to think that climate change is that serious because there are changes required and um we just were, uh, you know, Tesla is the new automobile sure. company yeah. for this, and yeah. there are some opportunities. Uh, Hillary Clinton is pushing uh, solar. We've seen significant drops in the price of solar, et cetera. So there are opportunities. At the same time, there are significant costs, and and old and and companies that are are in the business of fossil fuel production. We're in a boom of natural gas. Uh, in general, that's a that's called talk to be uh, said to be a bridge fuel, but it doesn't really get you to the to the final stage, so right. you have to move through that, and that is very threatening. It's very threatening to the interests of companies who are who are based on those uh, based on those enterprises and otherwise. And so, one of the questions is: Are who's who's going to win? Are you, will they will it, will it be possible to say, climate change is a hoax? Don't worry about it. And right. here's my great America First policy of going back to the fossil fuel future. Or will the other side win? And this, one uh, one last point, this is different, I think, this time than you had in, in Gore versus Bush in 2000, where mm-hmm. you had Al Gore, basically, he kind of ran away from the whole climate change issue, put it down there. And the reason was that he realized that it wasn't that popular to be coming out as a, as a, as a pro-environmentalist. At this point, uh, Clinton doesn't have a choice. Uh, Obama's sure. put her in that position. Yeah. And I think the world's changed significantly since 2000 in terms of... Where most people are on this issue and that you do have to do something about it, not only in the U.S., but global, and, globally.
1: And, and, and let's talk about that for a second, because as you alluded to, since the path has been laid down by President Obama, it's, it's impossible for Hillary Clinton, if she believed otherwise, to, to try and break that path. I mean, she would she would be basically shooting herself in the political foot, you know, if she tried to at this point.
0: Yeah, and the and the, and the political situation in the, the Democratic Party has moved the other direction, so she's actually staked out a more ambitious plan right. than you have right now uh, to deal with this issue. And in fact, if you listen to most scientists, that's what you need. You need a pretty ambitious plan because what we've done so far yeah. is that there's uh, there is a peaking of uh, CO two in the U S uh, case, but that's not true global, globally. And you have uh, you have a number of other kinds of issues, methane, HFCs, which which the uh, which we have a treaty working on right now. So what happens to the HFC treaty if Trump is elected? I assume it's the yeah. same argument of I'm going to kill that off too. So um, so you do have uh, I think I think this is an important issue in that way, and I think it actually is going to be pretty hard for this. Uh, for 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 the for a lie essentially to say climate change is not scientific that this is a hoax right. that is really a big lie that I think is going to I think will be engaged and I think that uh, most people are not going to believe it so if that if that works then that's going to be a big factor in a Clinton win um, and if it doesn't that's going to be a big factor in a in a Trump win
2: you know um, one one point I want to uh, pick up on that Eric was making was about business and the economy in general. And, you know, I think there's some interesting facts that are starting to come to light just in terms of the growth of generically called green economy jobs. I think those are real, A. B. They're not government-subsidized jobs, as some people like to put out there. And in terms of the kinds of jobs they are, in comparison to some of the old- economy old fossil economy versus the new renewable economy these are good jobs and i think that you know the candidate that comes in here and focuses on that and can show the numbers which again are real numbers that's good i also think that just from a business perspective and one of the the points have been made by many people that if you believe in climate change and you understand how climate change will affect us. Um, You don't have to know exactly, but you do need to understand that basically the weather patterns become more extreme. You um, have issues in coastal areas with more flooding. You have a general um, set of conditions which are occurring throughout the world. What that represents in the business world, and what I look at, is opportunity. Mm -hmm. This is a huge opportunity for business. And as Obama has said, agree or disagree with climate change. Agree that this is an incredible business opportunity. And so for business to want to go back and not look forward to this huge opportunity seems nonsensical to me. Everything points to me as a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think in general I agree with Gary's optimistic assessment. You look at the what you can do, and then you see that there are a lot of business opportunities. I guess I maybe Gary, I disagree with you a little bit. Uh, you're usually I I think you're usually more in Republican land. I might be more in Democrat <laughs> land. And but this is these are one of these. This is a kind of topic where where where, where 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 I think there's room for debate. But I think you have to be very careful, in my opinion, of overstating the green jobs argument. I think that had been done early on. When Obama was trying to was trying to make some changes, right. and it's true that you have it's true that there are lots of job opportunities, but one has to, I think, objectively admit and and recognize that there's a lot of jobs that get killed. And so in this respect, it's not unlike the trade uh, debate which doesn't seem to be as engaged but um I'm sort of more of a free trader than I think everybody and the elect, uh, all the candidates except maybe for Kane but um and he's switching because <laughs> but, yeah, uh, right. yeah. but but the it's a similar kind of argument you have gains from trade but there's a lot of people that are losers in that and I think in an energy transition of a major scale you're going to have winners but you're yeah. also going to have and maybe you know Tesla will be a winner and solar companies will be a winners. But then they're going to be losers on the other side. And and so it's not always clear uh, and it's not always easy to figure out what the, what the net gain is. Now, I think you kind of have to make the sh- shift. And you look at yeah. the science, you say you have to make the shift and then you're going to do the best that you can. And I think that it, overall, it's right what Gary's saying that there are a lot of opportunities, but I think we should be careful not to oversell the employment aspects of this show. I,
2: and, and Eric, I totally agree with you, and I love pointing out the the difference between how we generally approach these things. And I think that one of the one of the, the fascinating things to me is I have. You know, my view of the situation is is not solely focused on the jobs that are going to come from the emerging "quote unquote" green economy. My my issue is is that we are at a place of significant disruption in our economy, world economy, but ours as well, where the the use of AI and robotics are starting to come into play. Jobs that were totally low skilled jobs are going to disappear over you know, a decade-plus number of years are just going to reduce. And many of these kinds of jobs we're going to have to figure out as a country, and I wish I was smart enough to figure out how, we're going to have to figure out as a country of how to create the kinds of jobs that are going to make sense and what is the education that needs to support that. And, again, coming back to, you know, how different parties are looking at this, I think that, you know, that neither party is completely embracing this because it's a tough story to tell to the yeah. constituencies, but the reality is is that there's going to be a shift, and I believe that the shift to the green economy is part of it. I think there's a lot more that needs to be done, and no one is doing a favor to those West Virginia miners by feeding them the line that we're going to open up the coal mines when the reality is there is, there is no model that can make sense where coal is going to grow in the future. It just yeah. won't.
0: Yeah, picking up on your point about the economy, I think one interesting uh, feature where the Clinton campaign and the Trump campaign agree is the need to devote more resources to the rebuilding of American infrastructure. Now, I think they have different ideas of where that would be. Uh, but there's really a very interesting uh, debate going on in the economics profession, which I'm and I'm not an expert in economics, but I think Larry Summers and some others are are advancing some very interesting arguments that what you really need at this stage is a fairly massive investment into infrastructure, and if you uh, include in infrastructure not only repairing the bridges, the roads, uh, airports, at, um, our waterways, our our, our water systems are in trouble. But if you then also include uh, smart grids, uh, investments in, in changing the um, energy the energy mix in the U.S., then I think that actually is going to create a lot of jobs. Now, you're also talking about government spending in order to do that. But I think an economic argument in favor of that is that you make the transition – at least the Clinton argument is – that we make the investment so that right. we, the. US is the leader in this new energy technology and uh, you have better infrastructure you're going to have uh, more competitive businesses overall
1: but isn't the problem just just that, that in some cases just the language that you're using I mean I mean some people see it as spending other yeah. people will see it as investment Gary and, and and you know I think we can all agree that a lot of this ends up being investment in what we're going to be able to do for the next 30 50 70 years.
2: Well, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, again, another fairy tale to say that we have not done this throughout our entire economic history. Right. At every major point, we have made investments in new technology. We've made investments in infrastructure. And there's been research that's been done that's shown, hey, this is an incredibly strong return on that investment. Even, even a program that was derided after the cylindra. The issue which was the guaranteed loan program mm-hmm. if you look at the most recent report from there that's making the the US treasury money making money not losing money making money so the 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 idea that we again some fantasy that you know we don't need to be putting uh, significant dollars to invest to move us and position us everywhere else in the world that point of view is Part of how they operate, it's how the Chinese operate, it's how many European countries, it's even how many of the uh, Middle Eastern countries are looking at it. So, you know, we should be doing the same because there is going to be a disruption. There is going to be a change. And either we position ourselves appropriately to take advantage of that or we put our heads in the sand and we don't.
0: Yeah, one, just one concluding thought on that is that, you know, in the U.S., too, uh, you know, Eisenhower, for example, uh, Republican uh, president, uh, invested in the interstate highway system. That seems to have paid off pretty well. And you have other. Uh, there's other 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 possibilities, and again, I think there's a similarity there. Uh, Trump wants to uh, do that by making America first, building the economy through taking the regulation off of the fossil fuel industry, and yep. Clinton wants to do that, and uh, uh, by continuing the Obama policies. But I, in uh, any way, I think this is going to be a, a key issue as we as we see this election unfold.
1: Great to have you both on the show, Gary. Thank you very much for joining us again. My pleasure. A- Great to. Uh, Speak with you again, Dan. Next time in person. That's all right, no problem. Eric, great to have you in the studio. Thank you Thanks so very much. much. Thank you. For more business news and
0: analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.